welcome to the Eastside Movement Company podcast. I'm Dr. Anthony Arcido, co-owner of Eastside Movement Company. This podcast, we are going to discuss all things health and wellness, dispel common myths and misconceptions regarding healthcare, and we do it in a way you can actually understand. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Eastside Movement Company podcast. Uh, it is Dr. Amy Hooper here with you today, and I have with me over Zoom, Arlette Palak. Um, so I met Arlette um, through Alexander, um, who has also been on the podcast. Anthony interviewed him a little while back. Um, Arlette is involved with the, the ATEX GFL, which is the Austin, Texas Gay Flag Football League. Um, Arlette both plays for the league and has a leadership role in the league, and I'll let her talk to you guys about that. Um, besides that, uh, I've worked with Arlette in clinic, um, so we might talk a little bit about physical therapy and what it's been like for Arlette to get into that a little bit. But um, Arlette, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I am excited. <laughs> All right. Um, so tell tell our audience, um, which is going to be some people who listen, who ride bikes, some people who are in ATEX GFL, some people who just like to listen to me and Anthony, tell them who you are. Wow, y'all are just so popular. Broad, broad <laughs> spectrum. <laughs> I feel so honored to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited. Y'all have had some really good interviews with really great people. Um, Alexander, I haven't really heard of him, but I hear good things. So um, but anyways, yeah, so my name is Arlette Polak. I live here in Austin, Texas. I sit on the board for ATX TFL, which is short for uh, the Austin Gay Flag Football League. It's been around for a while. It's gone through a couple iterations, we'll call them, and um, it's really been progressing. So my role is really around, it. officially it's called a sponsorships director position. And it's really, uh, it's a really critical role in the relationship management with people that help us sustain the league, because we are a nonprofit, you know, we don't, we, we don't really make a profit doing the work that we do, but we make a profit by, you know, having sponsors on board. So we'll have Pure for Men. Shout out to Pure for Men. Um, <laughs> shout them out. Like Avita. <laughs> yeah, these are the shout outs. Uh, Avita Pharmacy has been a really great supporter. They gave us a really big donation a couple a couple weeks ago. Um, and then so truly is also really like a really big one. And of course, Eastside Movement Company, hey. uh, another major <laughs> sponsor. Um, but yeah, so that's essentially my role. And I've been playing for it's hard to say, like there was an intermission, we'll call it during COVID where I didn't really play. So it's been about two years, a lot of learning and engaging. And um, before that, I did a lot of heavy lifting, which is where sort of where I hurt my back. Um, and it's just sort of been a chronic thing for a really long time as, uh, you know, hearing from you, Amy, it's kind of a chronic thing with a lot of people. So um, it's good to hear it, but not so great because it's like, <laughs> I don't want people to feel what I feel. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I don't, I want to gas you up, but I don't want to like brown nose it, you know, <laughs> honestly, like Eastside Movement, y'all have really helped me so much. Amy, you specifically like thank you so much you've really been empowering me with like the information and knowledge to take care of myself when I do start to feel like twitches and tightness in my back um but yeah I feel like I went on for a while that's me kind of Dude, yeah no thank you uh let's let's get into a little bit of that uh how'd you get into playing flag football had you played before the league Oh, oh, this is going to be a really good activity reflection. Okay, so how I got into it, I was at Azzy Morton, which is the park slash road right 
near Barton Springs, like the south entrance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was there and I saw this like gay flag waving around all gay like and I saw people playing flag football. And so I stood there and like watched for a while, just sort of in awe of like everything that was happening. Like there were refs there. People were jumping and like cutting and like people were screaming and drinking. It was really just a really great scene to like happen upon on on like a Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then these two girls, uh, Robin, who is a big fan of Eastside Movement, and her friend Charlotte just came up to me and they, oh my God, this is hilarious. Okay, so they came up to me and they were like, hey, uh, something about my quads being big. And they were like, have you ever played like football? And I was like, ah, uh, no. And then they told me about there's like a women's, you know, portion. And so long story short, that's how I got into it because of my quads absolutely scouted for your quads. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Squad scout. <laughs> Squad scout. That's awesome. Um, so I haven't played in the league, but my experience with the league and with the people in the league so far has been that everyone is so friendly. And that story is the perfect example of how inclusive the league is. Yeah. How's, it, how's, how's that been being on the inside? What, what is, what is the, that community like? Like when I was just sort of a, like a recipient of all the good stuff that the board helps put together, it was, I don't know, it was just sort of this like magical, I don't know, group of people that cared about the work that they were putting out. doesn't matter if that's like their profession or not. And um, it was just like receiving that. It was, you know, wonderful. And, and I really appreciated it. And um, being on the board side of it, um, you start to kind of get a behind the scenes look at how much work it takes to like develop that inclusiveness to try to pro- provide different types of socials, you know, different opportunities for engagement. Um, but yeah, it's like a very inclusive very inclusive with room for improvement as always Uh, we don't want to just say that we're super inclusive always because we all you know have our implicit biases and such but definitely a a place where people just aren't really (laughs) I'm gonna say not really allowed to be shy because anybody will come (laughs) up to you like if you're trying to hide out in the corner we're gonna find you and we're, we're gonna make you talk to us um and that's something that we do hear over and over from like the surveys that we put out uh people who are shy kind of are made to break through their shell and sort of engage in a new unique way, you know, with flag football, especially as a catalyst, because that's a sport where you really have to communicate a lot. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you're learning about a new thing and how things flow and you're learning about the dynamics of your new team. So you get into this state of flow and that, you know, paralleled with socials and just like really kind people, it's, you know, a really great space to grow and, and meet people. Yeah, that's awesome. So who who is welcome in the league? Who can play in the league? Anybody. So of course, we're LGBTQIA plus forward, but allies can also come in and enjoy the space respectfully, of course. Um, but yeah, we're open to anyone, all skill levels as well. There's people who have never played before. <laughs> Me, who are now like doing things like Gay Bowl and Pride Bowl, which are national tournaments um, across the U.S. So yeah, you can really start to progress. You just have to really make sure you put the time in, of course, to like developing your skill set and building the friendships because I have friendships that I know I will value for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's so great. I think that that's, that's one thing that I've heard about the league so much is how beginner friendly it is. It is, if you want to play football, there's a place for you in the league. And I feel like in adult sports, that's not always the case. You know, it's, it's tough if you don't know how to like 
if you want to play a sport, but you don't know how to play the sport to break into it, especially as an adult, especially when maybe you didn't grow up playing football, you didn't have the opportunity, you didn't feel like welcome on the team or whatever Mm -hmm. it was, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And Um, you bring up a really good point. Like a lot of people from the league are, you know, under underrepresented, you know, suppressed, historically suppressed groups who maybe just didn't really feel welcome in a football environment, which has been very hetero and, you know, throughout life and throughout the history of, of the U.S. But, you know, because people maybe weren't, didn't feel included because of their sexuality, they weren't able to like take advantage of opportunities that come with learning a sport like football or flag football. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. The, I, I love the merch that you guys have been putting out because it's just, (laughs) it's so fun. Like I, when, when I was out at the, uh, like playoffs, uh, the last week, the like white hat with the little rainbow footballs. I was like, that is so cute. Like how fun. That's a big shout out to, uh, Allison and Ruben, who are communications in our treasure. They really wanted to start putting merch out, also our promotions. Honestly, everybody on the board was really like, we gotta start putting merch out. And it was just really cool. It was really well received um, overall, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, How'd you end up getting involved with the board? (laughs) Um, Somebody uh, reached out to me. Who was it? Oh no, I'm not gonna, oh. I'm not going to remember it. Anyway, so somebody from the board was essentially like, hey, these positions are going to be open. We don't have anyone for uh, sponsorships. Can you do it? And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll do it or whatever. <laughs> Honestly, I wish I would have gotten a more forewarning of like, it is a time commitment. And I wish I just would have been more receptive to that or like been more aware of that before I like jumped on. I feel like it could have like helped me hit the ground running a little bit better. Yeah, uh, that it seems like a, difficult job did you have any like sales training or like sponsorship type stuff in your job before then or have you you figured that all out yeah no it was and I love I love reflecting on this because you know apart from the league providing you with social opportunities the space to grow professionally is also there especially if you want to get more involved like a board position or like a captain because I got put into this like sponsorship director role And I had to do things that were really out of my comfort zone, like asking people for money or asking companies for money and like trying to like, you know, come up with a really good return on investment on them for like giving us funds and us, you know, not having money, but like having these opportunities to engage with the LGBTQIA plus community. So it was really cool, like learning and growing through that. And also I'm ready to not be doing it uh, in the coming months. It's a lot of work. It takes us, it takes a beat like it takes a certain type of person for sure to you know be really people or like people focused and like want to chat with people which is all things I love to do it's just you know with you have like this looming it's my perception right this looming thing where it's like I gotta make money for the league because if not we won't be able to rent our fields or we won't be able to do all the fun stuff you know um so it was cool yeah yeah, dude, kudos to you. That is a that is a high pressure like job to be in and to to have like, I mean, so I didn't know about the league before you, so I don't know what sponsorships were like before you, but you have a, a big old list of people with all the logos. Like it, it you you seem like you did your job like pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I did the best I could. I have <laughs> um I have areas for improvement for myself if I do take this position on for like future stuff. You know, I want to be a little bit more yeah. in um 
I, th- I think time got to me, you know, especially like balancing it with like other life things. Like these aren't our full-time jobs, but um, it would be great to just have a calendar of like when things should start happening. Like when do the conversations need to happen with sponsors? Like how long it takes to like, you know, turn a cold, a cold reach into a warm reach into, you know, we're having a meeting about how we can collaborate, you know? So stuff like that. I was reaching out to people on Instagram. Um, I reached out to uh, Girlfriend Collective. Didn't hear uh-huh. back. Didn't hear back, but, you know, I'm trying to get on it. I reached out to my fitness pal. Haven't heard back uh-huh. yet, but, you know, maybe something will come up. <laughs> Girlfriend Collective if, uh, and my fitness pal, if you're listening to this, why haven't you responded to Arlette? Like, yeah. come on, why, what why not? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So let's, let's change gears a little bit. So let's talk about physical therapy. Um, so you had back pain, uh, tell if, if you're comfortable with it, tell, tell your back pain story. What's, what's been going on? Yeah, I'll be super open about it. Um, I heard it when I was doing a deadlift, I was like really bad form, you know, it was thinking back and thinking back to our sessions as well, Amy, like it was probably an accumulation of a couple different things, but it was that lift where I really felt it like jolt. Like I felt like my, my lower back jolt, which is a really Mm -hmm. weird way to describe it. And so that was probably like 20, my goodness, how many years has it been? 2016? No. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) No. Yeah. Okay. So 2016 and, um, it was really scary. Like I couldn't really move. I went through this phase where, you know, I was lifting a lot and then I hurt my back and then I wasn't lifting and identifying with something like lifting regularly and being really fit and buff or whatever. And then not being those things was really challenging, like on an emotional level Yeah, and not being able to do simple things like bend over to like spit out water after I brush my teeth and like stuff like that was re- it really got to me, um, like emotionally and mentally. So besides the physical stuff. So, um, I did that, that was happening for a while. Um, I was in grad school, so I wasn't really focusing on taking care of my body. I was like finishing up grad school. Right. So I was like, I'm just going to eat shit for a little bit. And sorry if you can't curse on here, but I'm doing it. Um, (laughs) and so, yeah, it just like, wasn't really a focus for me. And I just, I got in a really bad spot and then I tried acupuncture and that helped sort of loosen things up. Um, but in my head, I'm like, nah, I need something more intense than acupuncture. I need someone to pop me. So I was like, okay, let me go to a chiropractor. You know, it was like after a little bit after grad school, got insurance, went to a chiropractor. It sort of worked, you know, for a little bit. They like did the whole pop thing, which I don't know why it's such an addicting thing, but it is. Um, and so and and they did provide uh, some level of education about what was going on. They did an x-ray. They essentially told me that my L4 and L3 were really severely rotated a certain way. Um, and so that was sort of going on and like it helped, but it kept coming back like chronically. Like I would have things where I, Oh, I I ended up not being able to bend over and spit out water after brushing my teeth again, you know, it it would keep coming back. So that's when I was sort of like, all right, this is just not cool. And then, you know, with y'all coming to the league and I knew about y'all through Alexander, I just like felt like I sort of trusted y'all, even though I didn't really know y'all. And I was coming in with this distrust of like clinics and, you know, like receiving doctor care because it wasn't working. So 
yeah, and it's been the complete opposite. Y'all, you have really gained my trust and I feel like that's really hard for me to give. And so I think it's a really good testament that I, I like trust you and I trust you and Anthony together as people. And thus, I feel like I've been, you know, being, I've been able to take full advantage of, of the care that y'all have given. Yeah. Thank you. That is, that is so nice to hear. It is the whole reason why we started Eastside was because we were so frustrated with people getting care that essentially is not comprehensive, is disrespectful in terms of like, you don't get someone's full attention or you give someone a treatment or a modality that helps in the short term, but doesn't help them actually mm-hmm. get anywhere in the long term. And it's, yeah, no, thank you. It is, it's, it's yeah. been so awesome to get to work with you. Um, what do you think has been different about Eastside versus other places? What, what have like we worked on or what's been particularly helpful? I think when we first, we did our first like initial screening, like over the phone, mm-hmm. um, even that felt very human and like face-to-face. I feel like you were utilizing, okay, so in, sc- in grad school, I studied motivational interviewing and I felt <laughs> like you were utilizing those concepts and components with me. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay, like motivational interviewing dope and this person's using it. Like, that's really <laughs> cool. Um, and so I already knew it was gonna be more people-centered I didn't like ever feel pressured or you you, like never tried to scare me with the information that you were giving me, you know, and I feel like providers, they'll wield the information they have about you and use it against you to utilize their service. I feel like that didn't really happen. Not really. That definitely did not happen. And so um, that was already sort of starting to build on the trust component. Um, Being able to like, I knew this was a service that was worth the money that I was going to put into it. And it was really good to have like a variation where I didn't have to put all this money into this, like right away and having those payments like really helped as well. I feel like with, you know, care, it's like, I'm going to give you this, these sessions and you have to, you have to pay me here like now for this, you know? Yeah. It was like, this is like the overall payment and this is what it can look like. And that was a lot, a lot of really helpful for me as well. Um, You know? So the accessibility component, again, building on the trust and yeah, I'm my long story short trust. It's like the main long story thing. short trust. Yeah. 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 Um, and you touched on something that's interesting. So I feel like it is, I, I feel like I have to, or I have the inclination to want to untie a bunch of knots that like other healthcare providers have maybe made in the way that other people think about their body, because you come in already having this x-ray and this x-ray has pathologized you and shown you like, Hey, you're rotated here. And the the other person's saying like, this is why you're going to be in pain. And for us to say like, yeah, you're rotated. It's human to be a little bit rotated. Like Mm -hmm. we can change that with your own muscles. Like you're not always going to be in pain just because you're a little bit rotated. Like, Yeah. yeah, that's, and yeah. and yeah, that chiropractor made it sound like they had to literally turn my body manually with like their hands. And that was the only way I was going to get back to my regular body. And yeah. you no- normalizing that bodies are sometimes a little imbalanced and that's okay. We just have to care for them in unique ways because of those imbalances was a lot more. <laughs> it was, it seemed more manageable than having to like go to sessions to get rewired and like Frankenstein. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm, I'm making it one. Yeah. 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 It's, there's, there's such a big difference between 
like, yeah, here's us teaching you how to take care of your own body versus like, here's like, well, like you're just going to have to depend on us for forever. Like Mm -hmm. that's just it. Sorry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I was looking on the app today and like, I was looking through the sessions and I'm like, oh my God, it's getting to the end. <laughs> like, I don't want it to end. It's not only because I feel like I, I'm reliant. It's because I enjoyed the sessions and I think they're worth my time and energy and I want to continue giving time and energy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that you want to know so much about your body. My favorite people, Alexander asked me on his podcast, everybody's podcasting these days. Alexander asked me on his podcast, uh, like who my favorite people to work with were, or like what body part I liked working with the most. And it's not, I'm like the body part, like there's some things that are more fun than other things, but the best thing for me is when the person actually wants to know what's going on in their body and wants to ask questions and wants to understand what's going on. Like people who are curious, those are the best people to work with because I feel like I'm actually helping them, like giving them the tools to understand what's going on so that they can be like active participants in their own body and in like what's happening, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. so nice. And you feel that in the sessions. I feel that in the sessions. I was actually going <laughs> to tell you this after I forgot. It was like maybe two or three weeks ago and it was after a session and I got kind of like emotional because you like, uh, how do I, I don't know how to orchestrate this too well right now, but I'm just going to try. Yeah. So like we had this session and you were helping me, the, the things that you said made me perceive my body and think of my body more compassionately I think you were saying something along kind of along those lines that there are some imbalances in our body and it's okay we just have to work with it and you and you explained why those imbalances were happening and it's because your body's protecting you but all this while I'm thinking my body's like trying to like sabotage me and it's not it's like trying to protect me and you like switch that frame of thought for me and I actually like got emotional, like after our session, like when I drove to my, yeah. the rest of my day, it was just kind of like, wow, I need to like approach my body more compassionately because all this time I'm like mad at it and frustrated at it. And yeah. it's really just trying to take care of me. And like, I wasn't perceiving that. Yeah. It's, it's so hard when you've been in pain for so long and you're young and you've been athletic and you've had like, you've had trouble bending over to spit water out after you brush your teeth. That is so demoralizing and like awful But then to realize that like, even in those moments, your body was just doing what it could to protect you is like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's huge, right? Like your body knew that there was something that it was trying to avoid to trying to keep you safe from like something had happened. And Mm -hmm. it's just, sometimes our bodies like clutch onto that too strongly. And it needs like a little bit of help to like, let go and to find that new efficient pattern. But yeah, yeah. I, if, if anybody, if anybody listening has had pain for a while, your pain is trying to protect you. Like Mm -hmm. if, if I could tell everybody who's been in pain that, and if I could get them to believe it, then I I feel like the world would be just a little bit better for people who have been in pain because it's never, our bodies are always on our side, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bodies are such good advocates for themselves. They're better advocates. I wish I was, I wish I was my body, like in my head, you know? Yeah. Like I wish yeah. I was, they're so good about advocating for themselves if you're just like listening in correctly and in listening in space correctly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we talked about too, um, or I, I made the joke with you a while back. And if, if I didn't, um, I probably thought of it and didn't say it out loud that like, <laughs> My, so like for me, I, I had a very similar like story to yours. I gave myself a deadlifting injury and had low back pain. And I joke that like, I keep my secrets in my right low back because like 
if my life is kind of like chaotic, if things are a little bit like, if I'm stressed, if I haven't been taking care of myself well, there's like one of two things is going to let me know in my body, either my gut's going to go to shit or my low back is going to go to shit. And it's like the canary in the coal mine, like my body is trying to get my attention and let me know, like I need more attention. Um, yeah. And it is, again, just trying to protect me, trying to get my attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Arlette, do you have anything else that you want to tell the, the people of Eastside Movement Co. Uh, who listen to this podcast? What can I say? I feel like I really have the power. What am I going to say? Um, <laughs> I would say take the information and the education that Amy um, is giving to you and sort of utilize it be, be willing to like adjust it and, and utilize it so it's a framework that they're giving you that you said movement is giving you find ways to apply into your life how it fits the best um you know sometimes amy will give me these exercises that i have to do <laughs> and i don't do them all but i find ways to incorporate them as best as i can and kind of with the same sentiment that we're talking about perceiving our bodies like also perceive be compassionate with yourself when you're, um, you know, taking on, you know, your homework or what you have to do that day and just do what you can set smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't go to physical therapy school talking about smart goals and motivational interviewing? Cause like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm a PT. I'm undercover. <laughs> Uh, beautifully, beautifully said. Uh, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, the other thing I'm going to add in is that, uh, people who are listening should like check out ATEX GFL. If you are interesting, if you are interested, excuse me, in playing flag football, you should play with them. They're, they're a fun ass group. Yeah. I'll also add in to whoever's listening, maybe you millionaires listen to your show. And if you want to <laughs> donate to ATX GFL, that's a thing. Or if you're a business who wants to like engage with our community, um, you can also do that through, you know, collaboration, like funding collaboration, sponsorship collaboration. Uh, that's there too. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that has been what we've done with the league. Um, we've set it up to where we show up and we do workshops or we show up to playoffs and we table and it's been it's been a great way to help get the word out that we are here to help people when they need help. Mm-hmm. We've loved having y'all. We always hear, we love the East Side Movement. Are they going to be here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> but they're worried about it. The but workshops are so it. much fun. Like, I think that is something that's new to the league. And, oh, sidebar, it would be great to, like, uh-huh. schedule a, a workshop before um, this next season begins. It because. Would. Or like, but have it have it a little bit better scheduled to where it's like literally before people get into it, you know, mm-hmm. another area for improvement for myself, like scheduling things a little bit better <laughs> anyways. But yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Um, I let, I'm gonna let you go, but thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, I will catch you soon. Awesome. Before we go, I wanted to thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to help support the podcast, take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Eastside Movement Co. To stay up to date on all the latest from us, sign up for our newsletter on our website, eastsidemovement.com, or give us a follow on Instagram at Eastside Movement Co. Thank you again for listening. Mm-hmm.